Vincent. <laughs> Happy Friday for Frida. What's on your mind, my I don't friend? Know, my stick went flying. <laughs> I was like, what the heck I don't, was I don't that even know where it is now. No cowbells for any of you today because I just lost my stick somewhere down under this desk. Um, hey, we, so last show, as we left you, we said we're yeah. going to go over to the tree lot. We're getting the Freight Community Christmas tree. Yeah, that's it's right. It's right here behind the dude. It's a beautiful, real tree because you know what I say fake tree, fake life. Although I did see a poll that 70% of people. By fake trees, not real trees. We're not one of them, though. I'd rather be the 30 than the 70%. That's right. Here. You think people buy those because they think it's better for the environment when actually it's, yeah, not, it's not buying the real ones the real is ones better? Are. They plant those afterwards. Look at this beautiful thing. We're going to put your decorations on here. A lot of you have already reached out to us after the newsletter came out and after our last episode, we gave the call to action. Uh, it's free of charge. It's a community tree. We want you guys to help decorate it. You've got your company ornament logos. Send them our way. I'll give you the address. You can email me, tduner at freightwaves.com. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Or find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. That's usually where I hang out. Just DM me. Give you the address. Send over here. We'll put on the tree. We're going to wow. have tree cam during a very what the truck Christmas on December 17th. We got a snow machine. We got Santa. Oh, it's, well, I don't want to give it away. It's going to yeah. be great, though. We're going all out. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be, be good awesome. Stuff. All right. So we bought like 10 trees because panic buying is real. It is real. Oh, no, it was. Okay, so we talked to the guy yeah. at the yard and we, we did were some like. Under, undercover investigation. We there. did a what the truck undercover Christmas tree investigation. The guy was like, yeah, we're closing down by this weekend. I was going to stay open for two weeks. They're already shutting down. Cut a season in half. And the trees, man, they were already more expensive than when I bought mine the day yeah. after Thanksgiving from that very same lot. And the guy was like, yeah, it's been just crazy. People are buying seven trees on the Yugo. They're crushing their own roofs in driving That's home. That's right. That's right. It was terrible. We got a huge show, and this is a Friday one, so it's going to be the most fun one of the week. We got to play it forward with music. We're going to find out the logistics behind grocery uh, grocery shipping. We've got um, a work it forward for the first time. The strongest man logistics is going to give us some power lifts and some logistics tips. We're going to hear from Convoy and some Hall Stars and uh, Brian Runnels in just a minute here. But before we do, we got to tip the band. So Convoy, we have these guys on the show today. They're working to improve the lives of carriers and truck drivers with an app that just makes everything simple. Carriers get access to every load, even power-only freight. From the nation's best shippers, it's all 24-7 through the app. No phone calls. To learn more, tell them, dude. Hey, go to convoy.com forward slash WTT or download the Convoy app on Google Play or the App Store to get started. Hey, it's great resignation, but in trucking, it's always the great resignation because yeah. we have like 100% turnover. But yeah. this year... There's been a lot of healthy sign-on bonuses, so we're going to find out if it's worth chasing them. And also, if you bring them in, you get them in with that signing bonus, how do you keep them? How do you not become a retention statistic yourself? So Brian yeah, Runnels is exactly. here, Vice President of Safety at Reliance Partners. Brian, happy holidays, man. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. How are you? I love Where'd you steal that stop sign from? Uh-huh. Uh, I will yeah. never tell, <laughs> and I've, I've got a guy. See, I've got a guy. <laughs> you got a guy. <laughs> now, Brian, you know what's amazing people don't understand is how big those signs actually are once you get one of those things. <laughs> well, see, Brian's not like some stuffed suit or, in this case, no. a stuffed hoodie just speculating on trucking, right. talking about trucking. Brian Runnels has actually driven a truck, so he speaks from real perspective, real point of view on this very topic. So tell us a little bit about sign-on bonuses. We've seen some really healthy ones, some really attractive ones. Well, you know, you have, and you, they keep getting bigger and bigger. Um, you know, I, I think I got one sign-on bonus when I started back with a company in 2006, and it was because they wanted guys with 10-plus years experience. That was mm. the only sign-on bonus that was available. Now, it, it's anybody and everybody, and, and I think it's, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's – okay, as a company, do we, we have to keep up with the joint Joneses and as drivers go, they know that even if they don't fulfill the sign on bonus at one company, they can go to another one and basically just keep continuing the process because they're paying out pretty quick. They are. And I was going to ask that question of statistically, do we know if it seems to me that after you think about it, if you're giving out sign out bonuses, those that are, they might have an attrition rate that's even higher than those that aren't right. Because you're hiring people for or people are signing on for the wrong reasons. Yeah, you got that right. It, it's, you know, they, they think, okay. And here's another piece of it uh, to add, add to that dude is, is drivers are 
inherently skeptical. Yeah. And either they don't read into the fine print or they just believe the fine print's going to get them and they're not going to get some of this, this bonus to begin with. So I don't think it really breaks their heart to not get the whole thing and move on to another carrier. Yeah, and I have to agree with you. And we have asked a lot of charge drivers this year about that very topic. And all of them are very cynical about these bonuses. And they're like, yeah, it sounds great. But, you know, the thing that they actually don't like about a lot of drivers are like, you see these articles come out and there was, remember there was that one that was like getting paid $150,000 or $200,000 a year. But the way the mainstream news kind of put that article out was that it was like any truck driver when really yeah. it was just owner operators who could take on that specific gig and they don't like that and they don't like a lot of these numbers coming out but they also have an experience with these sign-on bonuses where you don't even make it to that fade-off point where you get paid with it but it also signals another message to your drivers that are already there where's my bonus right yeah that that's a big heartburn with some experienced folks in within your company and you know we've had a full year if not more of these big bonuses i think what some of the companies are doing or maybe what they should be doing is let's uh, let's take a look at how much money we paid out in those bonuses and how can we improve the driver experience as a whole, maybe not paying out a sign-on bonus. Maybe it's an increase in pay. Maybe it's other benefits. Maybe it's, you know, a, a, something on the trucks. I'm not going to say newer trucks because, heck, nobody can get trucks right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, how can we improve the actual experience of the driver once they get on board? Yeah, so once they get on board, but how do you overcome that cynical nature of those that see it uh, as, as a, uh, they must not be that good if they're willing to pay me $20,000. It's the only way they can get, they can get drivers. How do you get people in without those, those incentives? You know, I, I talk to business owners that are not offering uh, sign-on bonuses, and they're not seeing a, a huge huge difference in where they were a year ago as far as drivers that were coming on board versus what's coming on board now. Mm -hmm. um, to answer the, the, the question, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know how you uh, get past that doubt uh, yeah. from, a, from a driver because, you know, they, they've seen it before. You know, the ones that are moving from company to company for these sign-on bonuses not too many of them are different from other ones. And there's a, there's loopholes to get through and, or I should say there's hoops to jump through. And, you know, I think in, in the, the time that we live in where the ball's really in the driver's court, as far as where they can go, which is just about anywhere. Um, maybe it is just to collect the first piece of that bonus and move on. Or, you know, they yeah. they might even be, they might even be subsidizing, their income that way collect as much of that bonus as they can before they get irritated and want to leave and move on to the next one. You know, it, it, it that's also part of it. not too long ago, you'd see somebody that had a multitude of jobs in a short period of time and it wasn't somebody you wanted to hire. Now it, that part of it, I don't think really matters. Yeah, I got to ask you something. So, um, uh, we, I mean, we always have to wrap this, but next year, a big storyline is going to be that infrastructure bill, right? That's going to eat up a lot of capacity, especially in the flatbed market. A lot of truck drivers um, might fall into that type of freight, which means your general retail freight is going to be strained for capacity. And we really have to figure out how to bring some drivers in. And one of the things that kind of leaves you a little unhopeful is that the industry hasn't really made that many changes, right? I mean, what have we done to change our predicament other than at put these sign-on bonuses out there that, as we just said, don't necessarily work to keep drivers, and they certainly don't help with retention. So a lot of problems to think about going into uh, 2022. Before we let you go, you have a prediction for next year and how this goes? You know, I, I was going to go down the path of exactly what you said with the infrastructure bill, not only fat, flatbed jobs, but there's going to be a lot of dump truck jobs and, and mm, uh, equipment true. moving type jobs that are going to open up. And you're right, it's going to put a strain on um the ELDT mandate that's going to come down. It'll be interesting to see how that affects because, you know, the, the times of somebody just going and taking the test and getting a CDL and, and going on a, uh, maybe a mom and pop operation or a dump truck job, those, those days are going to be gone. Yeah, um, yeah. even drivers coming from other countries that can just take the test here because they've been driving overseas for however many years that time's gone. They're going to have to go through a full training process. There is no 
leeway for that. So I, I think we've got some big challenges ahead, uh, getting drivers into the field. Uh, you know, the, the look at the younger drivers there, there's some hope there, uh, but there we're up against a lot of, uh, a lot of blockades when it comes to insurance and, and things like that to get those guys on the road. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for joining us and for joining us many times this year. It's the team of yeah. Alliance Partners. By the way, we're decorating this tree over here. I don't see your ornament on here, so go tell your marketing person to go send us an ornament so we can put it on our tree. It's going to look wonderful. I'm going to chastise all of our guests I, about this today. I can't wait to. Do I think it they just one. need to walk it right. I think they just need to walk just it walk right over. down to the studio. Yeah, just walk I was going to say, I mean, call Chad before the end of the show. <laughs> call up Chad. Tell him to get down here right away. All right, take it easy. Everyone, check out. I'll make a phone call. Check out Reliance Partners for your trucking insurance needs. And if you need to talk to Brian Reynolds, go look for him, too. He's, uh, he's always a good voice to speak to. Amen. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, so you might remember, folks, we had these Hallstar cards on here. We talked about these a, a little while ago, right? Well, yeah. Now we're going to rip a Hallstar right out of the front of one of these things and throw them on here and talk All to them. Right. So we got, we got a live Hallstar? Yeah, of course we do. We are, well, and look at the shirt, too, because, right? you know, Convoy's back on. Is that why Grant's on? Grant is here. I thought Grant was. I thought Grant was a power lifter. Co-founder. Oh, uh, that would be nice. I wonder what his strongest lift is. Well, he's I don't know. Co-founder. Of, his strongest lift might be what he's done with Convoy. It could be. It could be. It That's could his be. greatest lift. Pretty he's the co-founder at Convoy, obviously. And we also have a Hall Star with him. Let's bring them both up, and we'll let the Hall Star introduce himself. Hey guys, I love the energy. By the way, um, <laughs> and I'm digging the shirt too. My name's Isaac Wilkie. I own Starlight Transportation, based right here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And you actually use Convoy, use Convoy services. You've grown your business through Convoy. So you're here to talk with Grant and us and share some of your experiences with it, correct? Oh, absolutely. I'm actually on a Convoy load right now. After this interview, i got to go deliver it. So that's, that's how much I'm dedicated to Convoy. <laughs> now, let well, us don't ask mess you that. up because you got a 99% on time rate right now on your, on your card. So let's not, uh, let's not make it 98 with this interview. Oh, right? look, behind him, too, he's got his big Hall Star card right hanging up over his shoulder. I think we got a digital version of that, too, so you can get a close-up. Throw the digital one up there. Those are the Hall Star cards. So let's ask you, we've talked about these things, we've mentioned it, but what the heck is a Hall Star? Great, maybe you can tell us, how are you honoring drivers with this? And then Isaac, you can tell us what it means to be one. Yeah, absolutely. So a Hall Star program is something we put together a couple of years ago to recognize the best and the brightest of convoys carriers, the folks who are just out there absolutely crushing the numbers and delivering fantastic service for convoys customers. And so uh, Isaac was one of our 2020 Hall Stars. And as you pointed out, his on-time percentage is phenomenal. Um, Isaac, I'll let you talk to what it means to you to be one of our Hall Stars and some of the benefits you've seen. Like my dad always said, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. And that's kind of where we, where we come uh, on that on-time percentage. Wait, but, Grant uh, is your dad? Being a Hall Star. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't be starting rumors. Don't be starting rumors. Come on. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I see how um, you get a Hall Star card a- now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that. But um, being a Hall Star is really great. I know Convoy opens up the Hall Star platform to us, which helps us out. We can provide feedback on the company and certainly help uh, Convoy grow and do better for the carriers, which is nice, too. And it's it's like a, a really good communication bridge there. Um and we just really enjoy Convoy and their services. So, cool. Yeah, so we've been talking about Hall Starks for a while. We got those a little bit. We've had Grant on a few, a few times before. But, Isaac, how did you get into trucking? Give us a little background of yourself, how you got stuck into this, this wonderful world of trucking. Yes, I really think it, it was a family thing. Um, my dad drives. My aunt and uncle both drive. Uh, they're all owner-operators as well. And uh, from a young age, I've always just had this passion for transportation and big trucks and trains and everything. I love uh, just moving and logistics. And from a very young age, I've always been an entrepreneur too. And I've had other businesses before this trucking company. And so I just put it all together and I said, Let, let's do this. Let's, let's start a trucking company. Now, Isaac, you have been driving during a very unique time over the past 20 months or so. We've been through the pandemic and it's one of those things that we've all wanted to kick this to the curb forever. And then, you know, then Delta variant comes up and now we're hearing about Omicron and there's probably yeah. just going to be these nonstop variants seasonally coming at us. Um, how has trucking evolved though, through the pandemic? Have things normalized a little bit? Have they gotten worse? The freight market has definitely gotten a lot better and I'm so thankful for that. There's certainly a lot more traffic in Chicago though. There was a time in the pandemic that you could actually go through Chicago with your cruise control on and that's no longer there. there you can't do that anymore. Uh, but we definitely have a new respect for uh, for the market and just for working in general because when COVID hit, it was just devastating for us. And, it, you know, we were 
we were just sitting at home basically doing nothing. And I like to work, but I'm very optimistic to get back to normal. And I'm hoping that we continue the trends that we are. Awesome. So Isaac, let's, let's talk about this real quick. Why and how did you get hooked up with convoy? Right. And, and what's it like hauling for them? Well, I'll tell you, it's a funny story. I didn't even have my interstate operating authority yet, and I was looking for a load to do just something local, and we found this load of pallets. It had to have been like nine miles, really super short, and Convoy was the broker on it, so I called him up, and I was just super impressed right away because it took like three to five minutes to get set up, which is, is astounding. A lot of things take time in this industry, and that is not one of them, um, but a couple things that really set Convoy apart for us is the, um, the easy-to-use services in their app and just the app in general. Um, I use like the, the detention requesting detention and getting a lumper code. Uh, it was funny. The first time that I had ever used a lumper, it was when I was really new to doing the dry van. I was at a grocery warehouse in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And I, you know, I, I'm just very new to this whole thing. I get in there and the dude gives me the amount. So I plug it into the convoy app and I hit go. And a second later, the CFS code just pops up on the screen. And I'm like, you know, is this what you need? And he looks at me, just dumbfounded, and he's like, how'd you get that that fast? And I said, oh, I don't know. This is my first time. Like, does it usually take longer? <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah, sometimes it can take, you know, two hours or whatever to get a, an EFS code. And I'm like, well, I guess that's cool. So we certainly have Convoy to thank for that. Um, but, you know, Convoy has really helped us as a business. I don't think that we'd be anywhere where we are today uh, without them. And a huge positive, too, is like their cash flow. And their quick pay program, uh, they really help with getting the payments into my bank account so I can pay my expenses faster. And the whole process is just seamless. My owner operators absolutely love it. And they will go and go out of their way and do anything to get a convoy load. Well, I, you know, you can hear it in your voice, too. And one of the things I like about convoy and having you guys on the show is that you bring real drivers, real people actually use what you know, use your product, yeah. use your platform, and you can hear in their voice, you can see what they're saying, that it really has helped their business, helped them figure sure. out the market, helped them move faster, and helped do what the most important thing is, which is keep the tires moving. You are a star in my book, sir. You know, I'm not playing with a full deck here, or, <laughs> your, or your card is, like, super desirable, because I don't have your particular card in this deck. So We uh, need next a rookie time signed town, rookie card. I need a signed one from you, so you'll have to, you'll have to hand me one. I know someone took it down to the card shop down the street and sold it for a Michael Jordan no, they, We knew he was coming on, and somebody stole it. They're probably out there hawking it on the street right now. Look, Grant, you've been too silent. Grant, you've got a great personality, too. 2022 is, is right upon us. It's the end of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's been a stressful year, too. Thanksgiving was like a nice decompressor, too. And then, yeah. like, I'm really looking forward to the end of December. What are you looking forward to next year, and where do you see Convoy going? Oh, man, next year is going to be a huge year for us. I think we have half a dozen things in the pipeline right now. Uh, around improving the lives of our carriers and our drivers. I don't want to tip our hand just yet because I want to make sure that uh, when they're fully baked, they have the the proper impact and we can launch them properly. But uh, we have a number of different things that we're doing to uh, sort of better the lives of the drivers on our platform and really help them earn more with less hassle. I think there's a ton of things we're going to launch um, that aren't necessarily directly related to drivers that mean that better freight's going to be in Convoy's network. You're going to see more freight in more places. So uh, 2022 is going to be a banner year for us. Well, Grant, before we let you go, like I mentioned, we got the freight community tree here. We want to represent as many people as we can on this tree. So if Convoy has an ornament or anything we can hang, we even got like stickers and hats on there. Anything that we can hang on that tree, send it over to HQ over there. We'll make sure it's on there and it's on camera during that holiday special. It's going to be a wonderful time. Are you telling me you don't have enough Convoy swag yet? You need more? <laughs> I could put a shirt I'm on there, I guess. Surprised. You know what? Maybe I can make an ornament out of these Hallstar cards. I, we definitely could. I could stick a hork through, uh, yeah. hork through here. Yep. That oh, yeah, we definitely work. could. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get Isaac's up there. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, right Isaac, yeah. Th thank you guys so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, happy holidays. And if we don't speak to you, Merry Christmas and a new year as well. Thanks for having us. Peace, Peace gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, let's take a look. So logistics commercial yeah. is relatively, uh, relatively new, seeing a whole bunch of logistics sure. commercials. Some Most of, my of them are pretty lame, though. Some are lame, some are better, some are better than others. But I That's think right. that this is an industry that needs a little bit of education sure. on how to make a really, really good Amen. ad. Amen. Well, Amen. the company who's coming on now, they make really good ads, so oh, much yeah. so that I play them every time they, they come on just because I think that they're great. Here is one of them. Let's go out of this world and take a look. Let me see the tractor. There it is. Over there? Look, over there. Woo! Ha! Daddy. Here's my gift. This is tied. 
Without it, we wouldn't be able to find your gift. I don't want you to go. Talk to me, Lisa. Honey, they chose me. Promise me you will come back. In our rapidly changing world, we define ourselves by our ability to overcome challenges. And thus, we seek opportunities that go beyond our own backyards. It's in our nature to be pioneers, to sacrifice, and to leap ahead. That venture starts with Tive. Tive helps people and shipments stay connected by transforming technology into insights that catapult business forward and resulting in happier customers throughout the entire supply chain. What if, while overcoming the impossible, we risk missing out on the most important moments in life? Beyond our planet, our innovation will ensure that the most valuable items will be delivered on time and in full. Lisa, I'm coming home. Time, because every shipment matters. Very cool. I'd see a logistics ad that had like vibes and notes of Interstellar and The Martian, but here we are, Krenar. How you doing, man? Oh, oh, I see that video. It's so good. Oh, can you hear me? We got you yeah, now. We got, we got you now. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I get emotional every time I see that video. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing good. So did, doing you, awesome. did you like write and direct that yourself? Uh, take out your iPhone and shoot that? That looked pretty big budget. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty decent budget. Uh, I worked quite closely with, the, uh, with one of the producers. Uh, it was an idea, and we really wanted to take it out of this planet and show the world that we... We can. We, we wanted to, to. Interstellar is a great movie. You're right. You caught up a little bit of that on the cornfield, and we're like, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about the uh, gift and the holiday season that's coming to, and the emotion that people have with shipments. Uh, and we wanted to do that. It's been it's been awesome, and it was linking really well also with all the. Uh, it, it was. We didn't know that Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos were gonna take off and fly outside of this planet for a little bit when we came up with the idea. So timing actually worked out pretty well on that. Yeah, you got a little lucky with that timing there, but what wasn't lucky, and you can see it, is, is, is expanding upon the notion of just tracking a package, right? Can you talk about that and how you brought those elements in there? Because it's quite obvious that it, it really brings about the importance and what you can do with that data. Yeah, it is, it is definitely more than that, right? It's not just the location of the package, but also its condition, how hot, how wet, how cold, a lot of information around that. We try to bring people and shipments together, and that's the concept of this, because at the end of the day, it's about collaborating together with receivers, shippers, carriers, logistics service providers, customs. All of us need to collaborate to some, so, so that shipment makes it from point A to point B and, uh, on time and in full. And as we were... Uh, as actually, what tied really well with this is as we were working on our vision and our mission uh, as a company, it, it, uh, when I looked at the video now, it just seems so clear to what we came up with our vision yeah. and a mission. If you think of our vision, we uh, imagine a world that's fully transparent where everything and everyone is connected. And imagine if we can achieve that world, right? It's going to be really hard to get there. But once we get there, it's going to be a beautiful state. And our mission is to continuously pioneer what we think is possible, what we thought possible, so we can make sure that what others hold near and dear to them arrives on time and in full. And if you think of what others are holding near and dear to them, it could be anything. It could be a holiday gift, but it could also be on an on a, on a FTL or an LTL or FCL shipment, whether it's you're shipping corn or pharmaceuticals or uh, berries. These customers, shippers, really care about their shipments and their products. So... We want to make sure that uh, they know exactly what's happening with those. Now, Krenar, you've made a few of these now. You did the really cool Outlaw one. You've, yeah. done, you've done this one as well and a handful of others that you've put out in the past year. You're doing an amazing job. So what goes into producing a really quality ad, an eye-catching one that tells a story but also showcases the product? Because that's what your ads do. Yeah, so I like the – first I started thinking about the idea of Geico commercials. I'm like, they're great for one aspect because they don't really talk about Geico. They just talk about, hey, take 15 minutes, you can save 15%, but it's the gecko and the whole story on showing something absurd on the, on the commercial. But then I was thinking a little bit more about what, 
how can we tie the human emotion to every single commercial? Because if you think of feelings, if you think of Coca-Cola commercial, right? You can show that, yeah, it's, it's water, it's got sugar, it tastes great. But when you show it in a beach, you're having fun, you're having a great time, you know, show it next to a burger, show it next to a, a french fries, you get these amazing feelings and emotions. And then those emotions, then you, you marry and you actually marry them with your brand. And that's what I believe that we can do same thing here with Tive. And it, it, it creates, you, you remember, like we want to create memories with people that are positive, that are loving and trusting with our brand. And that's what, uh, that's what goes into it. So I, I always try to bring the human factor into the commercials. I work quite well with the producer. We have a new one coming, so it's going to be pretty exciting on the holidays. Like, for instance, just on the holidays, right? You could easily make a commercial, a package, go into a house and Santa and all that. But how yeah. do we make it more emotional? You're, you're going to wait to see it. It's going to be pretty cool. I want to be an extra in one of these commercials. I ask yeah. this every time, like, how, do I, how, do, I get, how do I get in there? I'll just be like a guy like reading a newspaper or something. I don't know. <laughs> They're cool stuff. You know, you actually put out a really compelling post too, and, and, and I thought this sort of tied into this commercial, looking at the world, and you called the world one big startup. And in your post, you kind of talked about how now in these challenges, show it more than ever that we're still learning and we're still evolving, and, and we have to, and we have to work together to do it. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that concept? I don't want to go too deep into it, but imagine, imagine uh, Im I mean, we have states, countries, nationalities. Uh, the world is just one big planet. But one thing that's really, really well interconnected, yes, we have the internet, right? But one thing that's very well connected, like one of the systems that's most connected out there is globally supply chain. And what we're missing today on that is accurate data on what's happening with everything. But if you think of a world as a startup and... If you think of today, right, it's whatever, December 3rd, the world, our planet, our people, almost 8 billion of us never experienced December 3rd, 2021 before. And as a startup, as you go, never experienced the things that you're about to experience. And there's always new challenges and you need to tweak and understand sales, marketing, product, all of that. But if you imagine the world as a whole startup, instead of looking at ourselves in a divisive way, or if you instead of looking at things in silos, why don't we look at it as a holistic problem that needs to get solved. And one of the biggest problems holistically out there is supply chains. Um, and the way I'm looking at that and the way we're thinking is that if you want to solve that, the best way to do that and the best way to make it more efficient and really understand what's happening uh, and build systems that are more automated and just create efficiency. Think of the Toyota production system, right? Or think of anything inside factories. They're very efficient. But once you go outside of the four walls, things become inefficient. And the reason is because we don't have all the data. And the first thing we need to do is start measuring. That's what we believe we're doing with our uh, product, measuring in exactly what's happening. And once we have that data, we can actually improve. Like Peter Drucker says, right? You can't improve, you can't manage what you can't measure. Um, that's Powerful. the concept. Powerful words. No, I liked it. And I thought it was, I thought it was a really good, good concept. And uh, it, it's something to reflect on, especially as we're in December. Now, one thing that you should reflect on, Krenner, before we let you go, is the Freight Community Christmas tree is right here. <laughs> a Tive tracker would look fantastic on it. You might oh, know. Yeah. I don't know if you have any Tive <laughs> ornaments or anything you and want to see. It can, it can it hang, would hang like that. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. It would hang perfectly. If you got something like that to send us, I'll give you the address to the HQ uh, offline. Send it over here. We're, we're trying to get everybody, as many people in Freight as possible, represented on this tree. It's our, it's our give back to everybody as well. How do people learn more about Tive in the meantime? Tive.com. And in a couple of weeks, we'll have a brand new website. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, and again, I really want to say that again. Imagine a world as one big startup. Because if we do that, what happens? All the other stuff, politics and nations and divisiveness goes away. We all start working together and really make this world a better place. A um, lot of things to solve. And I'm super excited. And thank you so much again for inviting me. I'll yeah, make sure that is on the Christmas tree. All right, I will hang it. The second it comes here, I'm going to hang it on here. Thank you so much for your time. If we don't see you or speak to you beforehand, have a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks. See you. Right. Happy holidays.
All right, we got to tip the band a little bit before Let's we get to our next guest, who Amen. is Freight's strongest man. I'm going to see if I can get him to bend a frying pan. We'll see if he, <laughs> he can do that for us. Um, I wonder if he, I don't even see him getting up and looking yet. Maybe he has some under his desk. Yeah. Uh, keep your trucks full Child's and running on your play. favorite lanes with Convoy. You can sign up in minutes and get access to all their loads. You know something, dude? Cash is king. With Convoy, they've got quick pay that gets carriers cash in two business days for all their loads without any factoring fees. That's right. Check them out at convoy.com forward slash WTT or download the Convoy app on Google Play or the App Store to get the good stuff. With over 400 locations nationwide, Love's Truck Care and Speedco Network are committed to providing a tire program to meet your needs. The Love's Retread Warranty Program combines quality and safety design with your fleet's efficiency in mind. They cover and retread the casings for the full life of the retread. Learn more at Tell Them Dude. Hey, go to Love's.com immediately after this show. All right, it's Robert Bain, strongest man logistics at Carrier hey. Direct. He's joining us right now. He's trying to, you know, there's like a little beard competition going on, going on here too. We might need Ryan Schreiber oh. in the chair, and we'll uh, we'll see. Right. We'll we'll figure this all out. Bain, thank Michelle. you for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, excited to be on. You gonna crush some lifts for us? Or you're not in the gym, or is that your home gym? <sighs> so. We, I know we talked about me being in the gym, and I wanted to. A uh, couple things, unfortunately, got in the way. I'm actually competing uh, next weekend, Ooh. and so from the, a cycle perspective, uh, not a good time for me to try to max out you know, nine days prior to competition. Uh, and actually, we have another competition at my gym uh, going on this weekend, so there's about 100 people weighing in now uh, at the gyms. I didn't think that was going to be necessarily the best background. That's what I. That's what I tell people too when they tell me to lift. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got competition coming up. It's, 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 I'll, I'll get you next time. What? Well, okay, you know, my I do it, but my agent would get really mad. So I can't. Well, so so I I actually talked to my coach about this, and I said, hey, I got this kind of special thing. It's and he knows that I'm known around the industry. It's like, hey, the guy's pretty strong and he's big and all that kind of fun stuff. And he's like, cool. Uh, we've got a pretty important meet. We got to qualify for. So don't screw it up. Uh, well, I'm editing that a little bit, but don't screw it up, basically. Yeah. So, well, can you like bend a spoon or something? Like, is there some way you could demonstrate your your physical prowess? Uh, I mean, you can always go on my Instagram and see. I've got. Oh yeah, I mean, I can do, always all do right. that. So, all, all right, right. Uh, all right. Those yeah. are popcorn. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to see, you know, a thousand pound squat, I got a couple of those on. on how about the, the Instagrams so, and Robert? How about the wheels, man? You used to be a track star, right? Back at the at Mount Mercy, uh, you were a Mustang Mustang Sally track star. Yeah, so I ran track. I played soccer. Yeah, I uh, did all that. I played actually. I played soccer for almost almost thirty years. Uh, believe it or not. And wow. So yeah, it's, uh, the the legs are, are quite strong. Well, let me ask you something here. So, so main, sure. supply chain has become, especially this poor congestion, has become this mainstream topic and it's become politicized. And the supply chain is a task force now, and all of these things. And because yep. we're in the industry, we can see a lot of the BS and the cherry picking of those numbers, right? And we can go, well, that's not but, really what's actually going on. Does that scare you at all? Because it does me. When I think about every other type of messaging that I get from, like, government task forces and stuff, because I know clearly that some of the stuff they're saying is BS. So what are they BSing mm -hmm. about as well? Yeah, so I, I don't necessarily get nervous about it, but I do my best to try. And as part of what my role at Carrier Direct is to try to, you know, sift through that, right, and be that industry expert and be that person that can not only to our clients, but also to to the general public. Because, like, listen, like, what, what you're hearing is crap. It's Or if it's legit, what can they do about it? Uh, mm -hmm. I know it's kind of a general answer, but that's really like that. That's one of the cool things about my role now is that I'm not necessarily tied to anything other than Carrier Direct itself. And, and so I'm able to, you know, work alongside our clients to help them understand, like, what is legit? What should they be concerned about? And so it's all like poor congestion. OK, great. There's still a lot of other things that can be done to affect that. So it's not just, hey, leave them open 24-7 or, hey, we need to get uh, containers emptied or what have you. Like, there's a lot of other options. And so. Being able to start looking at the different uh, ripple effects is really, really fun. And that's one of the cool things about uh, about what we do. Yeah. So, Robert, around that, you're stripping away the hype, right? And trying to get, guide through mm -hmm. the, the fog is what you're saying here. So when you're building out or or, or buying tech, there's all kinds of hype around different types of tech and their, their tech stack, et cetera. So talk about the you buy bet. versus build guide that you guys have out there. What What is in this guide and, and what does it do for people? Yeah, so that's a great question. So uh, one, highly recommend downloading that. I actually just posted that yesterday on our, on our LinkedIn, anticipating that we would talk about it today. Uh you know, really what this is going to do is going to help you decide, you know, where do you want to make that investment? Uh, sometimes it makes a lot of sense to build a custom, uh, 
tech stack because of where you are in the business, what size you are, what you actually need to be done. And sometimes there's just not another solution out there. And so you're going to be the, the pioneer. Other times it makes a lot more sense to just invest the money and the time and effort into a system that's already devised and off the shelf and start to tweak a little bit and build that into your system. We go through the different paths on you know thought process, why you need to do uh, certain ways. And then instead of necessarily Frankensteining a bunch of systems together, what can create a complementary tech stack? I don't want to give everything away for free because that's part of the, the, uh, the white paper, but that's really what it's about is you know what makes sense to build, what makes sense to buy, and then how do you put those together so it's not just a hodgepodge that the individual user then sits at and goes, I'm not going to engage in this. This is dumb. Mm. Yeah. Hold yeah. on a second. Before we pivot yeah. off this like exercise and workout stuff, right? Oh, oh. It's just Thanksgiving. Okay. We just had a birthday. All of us right. flat foot desk jockey donkeys. You know, we're trying to lose some weight over here. You got a workout <laughs> routine for us? What's yours? <laughs> I'll be honest. No, because my whole thing is about either maintaining or gaining weight. I mean, I, I'm five foot eight and 270 pounds. Like, trust me, I don't try to lose weight anytime wow. soon. Five foot eight, uh, 270 pounds? You're just a square. Yeah, yeah, five, five foot eight one way and the other way, it's no problem. We call we call that a fire hydrant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it, it makes lifting a lot easier because then there's a lot of, a lot of sturdiness. No, if, if folks are looking at like their their nutrition, their diet, one don't don't wait till January first. Don't make that an arbitrary thing. Just start now. There's so but there's there's a lot of there's still a lot of good eating to be done. There, there is, and the biggest thing I say with that is be sensible. And and to be frank with that, adults know what is sensible. Enjoy yourself. This is the holidays. Yeah. Now, where I tell people to be very, very uh, diligent is outside of those times. It's not a holiday season. It's a holiday. So when you're talking about the food and the celebration, it's not a whole season. Not six weeks, man. It's realistically three days. You've got Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas, and you got New Year's. That's it, man. I Come delete on. my Come fitness on, man. pal You're off my the phone during the holidays, me, man. Because like you, do you know how small seventeen hundred, like fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred calories is when actually like in the real world? Oh yeah, no, it's not much. Day? It's not much. No, and it, it's not much when you start like. That's have, a you snack, like a, baby. have you seen a hundred calorie pack of nuts? It's like it's like it's like that little. It's like a thimble full of nuts. It's insulting. Yeah. So, well, it's the label is per serving, and per serving, there's like twenty seven servings in that little bag. Is the problem? All right, but babe. it's a lifestyle thing, so, man. You got to go for so the lifestyle. Mo- modern modern problems require modern solutions. I just outlift the problem there nope. you go it's, it's all good outlift well bane before we let you go you got carried erect you were in the freight tech 25 i think you just snuck in at the mm-hmm. 25 ryan schreiber we may did we did may, may, ryan schreiber may cast a vote for you uh the freight tech <laughs> venture capital had its third seven billion dollar quarter though so are we going to see that accelerate into 22 are we going to see it ease up which direction do you see it going that is a great question, and that's something that we've been talking about uh, internally. Is something we're actually really excited about is you know 22 and what kind of investment is going to be going on. I believe it's going to continue. I believe we're going to see a lot of investment on the freight tech side. I believe we're going to see a lot more M and A. Uh, I believe in the first half of 22, we're going to see a very large uh, M and A uh, transaction. Don't know who it's going to be. Don't know who's going to involve, but I do believe that's going to happen. I think that would still the market is very ripe for that. Uh, but I believe the investment is going to continue. We are kind of, and I'm going to say we, I mean the supply chain is kind of the last frontier when it comes to digitization. And I believe people are now full bore, let's go, let's let's digitize this entire industry. So whether people necessarily want to get on board with that or not is still going to slow some things down. But I do fully believe there's going to be a ton of investment into our industry. And I'm super excited about it. Well, hey, as we're telling everyone too, we are decorating the freight holiday tree over there's a freight community tree. Everybody is welcome to, if they got a logo ornament, they got something to put on there. So send it over our way. I think uh, Mr. Schreiber has our address. If you get a carrier direct, if you get a sticker, stick it on a blank ornament. Uh, we're even sticking hats on there. So any junk you got, that's a punk rock tree, man. It ain't perfect. It's awesome. so I'm going to get you all two. I'm going to get right. you all two. We've all got right. one of the little Sweet. little foam trucks with the carrier direct logo. Perfect. And then next weekend, 1212. I will be doing my meet. I will win one of my categories, and I will send you one of the medals to put on it. There you go. All right, all right. Nice. The show, the, the, a very what the truck Christmas is twelve seventeen. So send that express express mail. Perfect. Thank you very much. Perfect. Check out Carrier Direct. Now it's time to to rock out. Now, take care, sir. He didn't lift any weights for us, but this man is going to lift <laughs> it. Lift weight for its next week and destroy it. Hello, yeah, he is. Mr. Dickerson. How are you, Jordan? Gentlemen, doing well. Doing well. Thanks so much for uh, for having me on today. No, he's the you're the head of supply chain over at Fresh Street. And recently we had Trent Zubri on. He played it forward. He mounted our faces with his metal track, right? Mm, yes. Um, and it turns out I posted that online, I clipped it out, and then Jordan sees it and he goes, Well, I, I know that guy. That's Trent Rocks Out. I rock out, and that's how this all came together, didn't it, Jordan? 
Exactly. Yeah, I worked with uh, with Trent at Kraft Heinz. Um, got to do a, a couple of uh, projects with him uh, when he was our, our finance partner. Um, I was in logistics procurement, and I had had no clue he was uh, he was such a metalhead. So um, yeah, I learned something new all the time. Thanks to thanks to the Bird app. Well, why do you have a why is do you have a framed Dante Culpepper jersey? That's a really good question. Um, so, <laughs> so I I have the uh, the great <laughs> I have the great misfortune of uh, so I actually I grew up in Tennessee. I grew up in Nashville, um, but I was born in Minnesota. I moved to Nashville when I was like two or three, so not a whole lot of time in Minnesota. But my dad my dad was there when they were an expansion franchise. Um, it was pretty much driven into me. I had no choice but to be a Vikings fan. So um, eleven just happens to be my lucky number. Um, so. When Dante came along, it was uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a serendipitous moment, I guess. I like it. I haven't seen Cole Pepper in a in a bit. I remember no, when I was uh, when with the when... Dolphins. Remember, it was Drew Brees and him, and the oh, Saints yeah. went with Brees, and the yeah. Dolphins went with Cole Pepper, and well, then history was made. Yeah, introduce Great your choice, song to... as hey, we can see now. Jordan, <laughs> tell us about the tell us about the band and introduce the song to us. Then we'll listen to a, a clip. The one that we picked out was "Fraud" off uh, "Bitter Pills." Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I grew up uh, playing music and bands from the age of ten on. Started touring when I was eleven. Um, eventually, sort of, you know, uh, got got sick of the the road warrior, um, you know, life, and uh, ended up finding supply chain. But uh, me, and one of my best friends, uh, Kyle Adams. He's a he's a he's a tech guy in UI and UX. Um, we we got together about three years ago just to make like an EP for fun. Um, we both grew up in bands and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, we started a, started a little project called Bitter Pills. We, we played exactly one show at South by Southwest in 2018, 2017, 2018. And then uh, that was pretty much it. But uh, yeah, Fraud's a, a song off of our EP. And yeah, Punk Build to, to play today. All right, guys, roll the tape. We'll take a listen. Fine, well I did And it broke my bloody back I wait to start being someone I'm not Cause along the way I lost the plot Very, very cool, Jordan. I love it. You know, it has a very brand new. There you go. That song in particular has a very sort of like, a, you know, the song, the band brand new. It has a very strong brand new vibe to it. Yeah. We, we were, so me and Kyle were, we were um, major emo kids growing up. We spent way too much time uh, hovering around Hot Topic um, and, you know, hanging out in the high school parking lot. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so, yeah, we, we were big emo kids. Brand new was a, was a, was a big band for both of us. But um, yeah, that was sort of our, our one song that was more of like an homage to what we grew up on and, and the emo stuff before we, you know, tried to put our white belts away and, and, and uh, become adults, I guess. <laughs> so before you became an adult, what were you playing there? What were we listening to? Were you the bassist, guitarist, singing? What, what's that? What, who was you on there? Yeah, so in, in that uh, in that project, I was the singer, uh, played guitar, played bass. Uh, Kyle played drums. Um, so we just sort of, you know, sort of, you know, tag teamed the, the rest of the stuff, the miscellaneous stuff like synths and, and BGVs and stuff. Oh, but, cool. um, but yeah, no, it's a good creative outlet for... Um, you know, for for this point in our our careers, when you know things can get a, a bit stressful, so uh, nice to have a have a, have a good hobby. You know, I remember doing a weather truck in 2019, and we were talking about grocery delivery and curbside yeah, pickup, and yeah. grocery stores are really trying to put this over. And they're like, yeah, it's like five years out to train people how to how to do this and how to figure. And then pandemic happens, and everyone figures out like what Instacart is, and that grocery and curbside became a thing, right? And Bopis is now a term I know that I wish I didn't. Um, but <laughs> but tell me something, Jordan. You just started over at Fresh Street. I think you guys are launching soon in Chicago. Head of supply chain over there. What does that entail, and what are you trying to build? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Fresh Street is a is a concept that um, actually our founder Mike Sales um, uh, came up with. Basically, we wanted to to sort of reinvent the grocery store. 
Um, like you said, a lot of innovation around click and collect and curbside, um, as well as the delivery side, um, delivery getting faster and faster and more consumer friendly all the time. Um, you know, he, he had the idea coming from the CPG world to, to try to sort of strip back the um, the uh, the efforts on the delivery side and really focus on providing that click and collect curbside experience um, and really optimize inventory availability. Where you know one of the one of the biggest uh, you know frustrations for some people is using click and collect or Instacart, a third party app that's a layer over um, you know a, a retailer's uh, inventory management system. There's a lot of friction in terms of what's actually available, getting a bunch of stuff substituted, um, and you end up with you know a brand of uh, soda that you don't even like drinking and that sort of thing. So essentially, the concept is just 100% dark store. Um, nobody shops inside. We'll have um, our team doing doing the picking, doing the fulfillment. Uh, but we really want to optimize for um, really, really uh, prime inventory availability, um, really getting really close with our suppliers to, to make that that last stop, that fulfillment center, and essentially retail pickup location uh, an extension of um, the overall grocery supply chain to be able to, to make sure that people are getting the items that they want, um, but also pull out some of those those really expensive cost levers like delivery, like having to run um, you know a, a huge retail location that's also um, a shopping store uh, slash fulfillment center slash DC for for online orders. Um, it, it can get really tough to run that operation efficiently in, in a space where the the margins are already two or three percent for most traditional grocers. It's really tough to do that well um, and, and stay in business. So um, we're excited to, to really focus on um, yeah, just being a, a frictionless, easy experience for for families to be able to get groceries um, week in and week out, and uh, hopefully put some some money and some time um, back with them. Jordan, excellent stuff, really cool. And um, I had a follow-up question, but he kind of answered what the differentiation is yeah, between absolutely. Instacart. So that is really cool. So I guess our last question before we, we let you go is, um, where do people find the music that we heard at the beginning of the segment? Absolutely, yeah. Go to uh, go to Spotify uh, or Apple Music, whatever whatever you, uh, you use. Uh, just search the band is uh, Bitter Pills. Um, the EP we put out is called Night Season, so search that, um, and you'll be one of like eight or nine people that have found it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can hear the stuff. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. And as we're telling everybody and you, the listeners as well, we can't tell you personally, we can only tell our guests personally, but consider this us telling you personally, free community Christmas tree. You want an ornament? You want fresh, uh, you want them represented? You want your band represented? Either one, send it our way. We'll put it on this free community tree. It's going to be blockbuster. It's going to be, especially it'll be featured on every episode. It's going to be featured oh, yeah. majorly on a very, what the truck Christmas Got a tree cam December and everything, 17. man. So we'll, we'll yeah. be up close and personal awesome. with it. You want to do us a Christmas awesome. song? Will, you want to do us a Christmas some, song? We'll let you. I'll get some yeah. fresh stuff out to you. All oh, right. hey, that works. Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll come back. I'll, I'll come down to Chat Town and play the, the Christmas party. Just uh, tell me when to be there. The Christmas Peace. party is December 17th. It's a very what's truck Christmas, 12 to 1 p.m. Right. Eastern time. All right. I'll hop in the car. I'm in, I'll hop in the car. I'm in Arizona. It'll take me a while, but I'll, I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. It's like Chekhov's gun because our first guest, Brian Reynolds, he had an Arizona, I don't know if you saw in the background, an Arizona Cardinals. Yes, he did. Flag. He absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. It all comes full circle, like Craner said. Supply yep. chains of startups. It all comes all in the world. Thank you so much, Jordan. We appreciate your time. Startup. Happy holidays, my friend. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks Peace. for coming on. All right, let's wrap it up. It's Friday, so a little good news, bad news. How's it bad news and good news? Ooh, smash. Jeez, Hope man. they're okay. Hope right they're okay. That All right, good ball. news. Good news. Just the other day, Walmart. Get they out. said they've seen a 51% increase in throughput at the congested San Pedro Bay <laughs> ports in the past <laughs> right? month after shifting to 24-7 shipping. CEO Doug McMillan, he said during a White House meeting with business leaders on Cyber Monday, said, oh, everything's going great. Everything's perfect for Walmart. Here's the bad news. Take a look at the schedule. The bad news is that most of you ain't Walmart, right? What's the red, what's the red stuff? There? This is closed. This oh. is this is what they call twenty. This is what passes for twenty four seven these days. Twenty four six zero openings on Sunday, so the seven's not even there. You got to subtract one, so it's twenty four six. And then on Saturday, half these terminals are closed. They're not yeah. open for first or second shift. Yeah. And on Friday, I don't know what's going on over at Houston terminals, but they took their second shift off. We're just coming off Thanksgiving break, man. How much time off you guys need over there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Hey, twenty four seven from between the hours of. 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Here's some bad news, man. You work at the Walmart Distribution Center in Winter Haven when you realize 
All your pallets are missing, my Man. friend. <laughs> Is it all that throughput? It's all that throughput. Twenty-four-seven. It's all gone. Here's here's the good news. These two guys took them all and they caught them. Man, it turns it out like they these just guys, broke into the McAllisters. House. They, they, those are the guys that did it. Bobby Herrera Jr. forty-five and Nicholas Howard thirty-six faced dozens of felony counts. Seven hundred and four thousand dollars worth of wooden pallets and twenty-five tractors what? valued at over two hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars. All behind. That seems door cheaper. Twenty-five tractor trailers. Two hundred thirty-one thousand. Yeah, they, uh, maybe it was one tractor and a bunch of trailers. I, I, yeah. I, I'm not really sure. But authority said, uh, authorities said they were caught on video stealing these things at, from two Florida distribution centers, Saddle Creek Logistics in Auburndale and Walmart in Winter Haven. Um, and he also, Sheriff Grady said, this type of theft ne- uh, negatively impacts the consumer when businesses have to raise costs to account for these types of flaws in Paul County. So you, there's your inflation right there, my Wait friend. Is he saying that, like, the rising Walmart prices are due to these these two knuckleheads yeah, stealing 704 Yes, look at the seven hundred thousand prices at Walmart. That's in <laughs> Winter Haven, Florida. They are charging extra because is, these two. This clowns, is why all of you out there got no good Black Friday deals because these two gentlemen stole the pounds. They did it. They, they, it's not the trillions of dollars that these were are the Grinches that stole Black Friday. <laughs> it's not us making like sixty percent of money in the past uh, twenty months that has done anything. No, no, it's, dude, you guys. no, you have to believe everything you read here, my friend, and it clearly <laughs> says right here that's the cause of it. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's in that sheriff's opinion. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I th- do they have insurance, Walmart? Maybe they need to talk to someone like Reliance Park. <laughs> Pallet insurance? Well, you, well anything you can on insure. The phone. You can insure anything. Talk to Lloyd's. All right, bad news. <laughs> You're sitting in your 18-wheeler in front of Jazzy's, not Jazzy, Jeff, just Jazzy's nightclub in Murfreesboro, whose tagline is, can you feel the, what is it, can you feel the sensation? Can you feel the sensation? Yeah. So you're in your 18-wheeler in front of Jazzy's club in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, when a security guard approaches you. According to Scoop Nashville, 30 years, this guy's only 30, 30 years old. Look at this guy. You think he's, he's about 30? 104. 30-year-old Eric L. No. Jenkins. He's a bouncer at the club. Guy he told the truck driver to move. And when he refused, Jenkins went to his white Ford Crown Victoria 30 yards away and retrieved an AR-15 rifle. He pointed at the 18-wheeler and he threatened to Swiss cheese the driver's ass if he didn't move. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to Swiss cheese your ass. Swiss cheese your ass with my balding dreadlocks. Wow, what a complexion on that gentleman. Good news, he didn't. Instead, the truck driver called police. He's like, who is this weirdo? Uh, They responded to the scene. They attended to interview Jenkins. However, the manager at Jazzy's, get this, he lied to police. And he said he was. He's like, I don't know. Get out of town. Looks like a fine establishment. Completely not recognizable man right there. Not distinctive looking. (laughs) Where'd he go? you're talking about. Uh, So he lied to police once. Officers, though, they tried to take his prize crown Victoria. This is the best part. They tried to tow his crown Victoria. And suddenly, he just pops out of nowhere. And he's like, no. Oh, okay, don't don't tow my car. I actually tried to shoot this guy with a gun. Oh my God. <laughs> he was charged with uh, uh, he's charged with because he was on probation too. He shouldn't have been holding these guns. Now he's in jail. Wait, he's held on a twenty-seven thousand for other armed assaults and stuff like that. Now he's on twenty-seven thousand dollars. You know ball. what the weird thing about that story is? That what? truck was full of the pallets that they stole from. Dude, winter. why is why is he out on twenty-seven thousand dollars bond? Like, how many shooting stories do we have to have though? Where it's like you could have put this person away. They have multiple yeah. violent offenses. He's no, got yeah. the gun on him. He just threatened the guy with the gun, and they're not putting him in, uh, I don't know. You tell me. Talk about violent offenses, man. Here's some bad news. You're trying to sell your house in East Brainerd, Tennessee, right down the road from here, my friend. But your idiot neighbor has thousands of Amazon packages on their front lawn. Mm. All right. So frustrated uh, East Brainerd, Tennessee residents, they're worried about this. So they start calling people. And they're looking at this stuff. <laughs> it went from like 100 then to thousands and stuff. This is, I, I'm so confused by this entire thing here because when they talked to this person, they said, I couldn't care. One guy here, okay, Dustin Nash says, hey, live and let live, man. If yeah. you want to have a thousand, he says, just, I couldn't care less. Let Just let people live. Other people are saying, hey, sometimes my Amazon packages get delivered here and i gotta sort mess. through thousands of them to try and find this stuff others are concerned they're trying to sell their house and they got thousands of stuff there I, are those empty packages or I, well i packages? don't know because they they in the interview they talked to somebody the person there that says hey my 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 uh cousin or brother-in-law or somebody in china they're there when they shut down or something all the packages come here and i have to sort through them and then and then sell them or something I, and they I, said I like they said didn't the share it was like it seems like it's a code violation but we actually don't have a code department for the county yeah so yeah that's not, the worst problem is there's there's no uh seems like a like it must be 
be like a horror situation or something, right? Like maybe there's no room in the house, so they have to put everything out in the lawn. But that's that could be a fire hazard. I, I don't, don't know what the good news is there, other than it's gone from thousands down to hundreds, and maybe. Well, the homeowner said, and within two weeks they'll have it all moved. Oh, well, they're like, oh, I didn't realize anyone would be disturbed by all of these Amazon packages. <laughs> I, no I didn't know this was debeautifying the neighborhood. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you gotta do: is just knock on your neighbor's door and tell them that hey, the thousands of packages have been piling up for three months are mind? bothering you. <laughs> you mind? won't be a Karen. I mean, that's a reasonable statement, right? It is a reasonable statement. Hey, send us an ornament. Email me, DM me, whatever. I'll give you the address. Get to look awesome on the Christmas special. Send us a holiday song. Send us holiday wishes. You can email those to me. Thanks for joining us on the show. Have a fantastic weekend. Dooner, that's the dude. Tell him how to be. Peace and love. Spread it everywhere.